podcast November 30th 2021 Bob Nastanovich yes, Mike Hogan yeah Bob how you doing I'm doing great Mike good glad <clears throat> to yeah, hear thank you me thank too you for asking how are you feeling yeah I'm feeling great good yeah I'm excited for the show we got we got some uh we got some punk rock going we got some classic punk rock yeah I'm staying in um in the in England for all three of my selections and playing some classic punk rock numbers. Fantastic. And um, I'll kick things off. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, fan- I was just going to say fantastic. I am staying in North America for all three of my numbers. So there you go. Yeah, we've we're done staying... plenty of world traveling on the podcast lately. We we have, but we're staying, we're each staying in our own continents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've just I chosen, suppose so. You've just Because we're in continent. Oh. Um, uh, anyways, I'm going to start off with um, some punk rock legends that started in 1976 in a tiny little place in County Durham, way up in northeast England. Um, uh, a, a, in a little tiny place called Fairy Hill, F E double R Y H I double L. And they were led by someone I considered to be like a an overlooked punk rock legend named Pauline Murray, who's I'm thrilled to see is back at it, uh, making music. She started again in 2015, but she's a punk rock legend. She led a band called Penetration that made a flawless punk rock record that came out in 76 or 77 called Moving Targets. It was released on Virgin back when Virgin was cool. And I'm actually going to play the first track on it. Um, if you you should listen to the whole album, it's hard to pick one. This is Penetration with a song called Future Days, D A Z E, off their first of two records that they ever made. And that record's called Moving Targets.
so uh, I don't know penetration all that well. I really don't. Um, so tell me more yeah, about but, them. Well, their debut single, there, wasn't, there isn't much to know, really, because they only lasted until 1979. Their second album, which was called Coming Up For Air, um, and I guess this was the era. It didn't get the reception that everyone involved would have hoped for, so they stopped. Um, but they were really... Um, most famous for their debut single, which was called Don't Dictate, which is, you should play it. Play Don't Dictate. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, cue it up. That's what they're most famous for. They named themselves after um, an, uh, a Stooges song. And, cool. um, uh, I know which came them, out in 73. I know them, um, or I know her, I think, more from, didn't she sing on an Only One song? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. So, and she and and she played a lot of things and did a lot of solo material. She was also in a in a band called the Invisible Girls, um, which were quite good. But they gained their you know you know their notoriety from opening for you know the Buzzcocks and the Stranglers, and they they toured with um, the Vibrators. They were just like they you know they. They were just a classic late seventies punk rock band from from Durham, you know, way up north. And um it's just that that album's amazing, moving targets. But yeah, play don't dictate. Okay. So now This is you... what they're most known for. You know, they're like one of the bands that like probably without um John Peel's um radio show and his and his influence on British culture you know, may not have come to light. Cool. Well, Which, you know, the same could be said for another legendary band from the same era that I'm going to play. Yeah. Um, for, these are or, bands or for many just bands. like, uh, yeah, many bands. Um, but just like a really sort of powerful, like, you know, late seventies punk rock experience. Okay. So the, the version of don't dictate that's on streaming is a demo. I don't know if that's what we want to hear, but um, that's good enough. Yeah, no, yeah. they're all good. All right, here we all. go. Here's the demo version of it.
I'm yeah. Al- I'm almost tempted to play the only one song. Yeah, that's fools. That is fools. Yeah. Uh, should we play? I mean, it? we can't triple. You want to triple Bill? Why not? I mean, she deserves it, Polly I mean, Murray. I just like I. I just don't understand why she's not. Um, you know, more recognized than she is. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, right. <clears throat> I guess. Played with Vinnie Riley from the Doritos column and the Invisible Girls. And like, I, I, you know, she's just a punk rock legend. But I guess you have to be like a certain age, like well, probably even a few years older than me. And I guess you have like Su- Susie and the Banshees, you know, Susie Sue. The kind Slits. Of contemporary, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Well, but she was she yeah. was more of a belter, clearly, right? Mm. Um, you know, whereas the Slits were less about the vocal chops. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and when, like, and then, you know, then you get your Joan chat. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, over on this um, this side of the pond, where I'm, I'm going to be focused tonight. Uh, right, and their influences, you know, were probably about the same. Just like yeah. Joan Jett, like went on to right. have major MTV hits, and you know, yeah. I'm not to believe me, Joan Jett's fantastic. You know, yeah, but um, uh, well, I'll even like fools, but but I would, I would especially anyone that doesn't know the only ones who are one of my favorite bands ever. We've wow. About the only ones, you right? played them on the show. I have. Before, I think right? I've played them a couple times. Yeah. I love Peter Parrott. I love the only ones. Um, their first couple records and particularly even serpent shine is, is just such a great record. It's so good. Um, yeah, not another record that you know doesn't get played as much no, as it should. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I don't own one myself. You uh, own one? I, you own a vinyl? I do. I do. I have the first yeah. one. I have even Serpent. I just have two seven inches. Yeah. Oh, they're such a good band. I mean, I think they're primarily remembered um, more than anything these days as the band that a lot of bigger bands ended up covering, like. Um, of course, famously, the replacements would always do Another Girl, Another Planet in a lot of their live shows. I think it showed up on one of their promo EPs or something like that. Um, Yola Tango covered The Whole of the Law, I think, on Painful. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a band that most people... Um, know the cover versions as well if not better than the actual versions um but there's just such a right. good band so good yeah play fools uh let's okay. keep it rolling all let's right. play polly all murray right. all night play play here we go fools with polly <laughs> pauline murray i'll do it it's only 227 well she deserves a major dose it's, it's a it's a short polly murray it's, she's it's a, a legend one. she's going strong she's got um she's got new stuff we're gonna play a new one yeah um and you know i think peter parrot's still releasing records too he put out a record a few years ago as well so here you go fools two 227s it's short so 1980 yeah
just a nice little song there. Peter Parrot, Pauline Murray. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Bob. Long time. I will. Oh, I will. Pleasure. I will dive more deeply into penetration and the Pauline Murray uh, work. I just listen to Moving Targets, man. Sure. When you want to rock out? Okay. Um, I will. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna kind of keep it in the same era, so I'm gonna actually uh, a, a little. You know, I think we mentioned it last show. Uh, I, I'm the rest of this year. Every time we do a show. I'm going to play something new from 2021. Um, this song that I'm going to play now. I saw your um, thing on Twitter um, to yeah. this guy, the People's Pundit. Oh, this, yeah, the, just, what a self-reference reference this is, the People's Pundit. What an, Yeah, what a douchebag. I don't know this guy. Is. I don't, um, I don't either, Adam. but I think he's, yeah, he's, he's clearly. But basically, I'll, I'll lay things out. The okay. guy said that all music in 2021 sucks, and then. He named all the great things from what ninety one from ninety one. Well, and he started out okay, by so saying, thirty years ago. Okay, so like, you know, let me finish real quick. Okay, and he's how could anybody say that all music in two thousand twenty one sucks when there's no possible way that anybody could ever listen to even like three percent of all the music in two thousand twenty one? I'm 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 including people that. That it's their job sure. to listen to music. Sure, I mean, <laughs> of course. Or just like, or like, yeah. I mean, even even it's, some like it's um, the height of laziness. Listen to music all the time. Like, yeah. there's no way. Like, it's just a crazy statement. And yeah. like, this guy, I guess, is some sort of big deal. This guy Barris is his name. I, I, who knows? I don't know. I did, um, our, our buddy. But I appreciate your attack on him. Our. <laughs> Our buddy, uh, was it Udo Sauer? Um, is that? Oh, his... I love Udo, man. Yeah. Udo, um, yeah. he emailed me today. He's he's excited about the new Lucy Arnell EP, which he, is called "If You Weren't Tripping Right Now, You'd Be Totally Fine." We're accepting pre-orders on that. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Lucy well, made a great new EP. Yeah, she he's he's a great. I'm looking forward to meeting Udo. Hopefully, um, the, the, when I got on tour this year. Yeah, the way yeah, I next year, the way next I year. it came across my radar was he tagged the the podcast Twitter account and said, y- you need to listen to Three Songs Pod, and you'll hear a lot of great new music. Uh, oh, that's fantastic, Udo. Thanks, Yeah, but, but clearly, I mean, appreciate the shout-out, Udo, but clearly this guy didn't want to hear new music. He just wanted to dunk on... Uh, really Probably wanted of... to lay praise upon guns and... Bruises. Well, yeah, I mean, um, I think that's she called he, a rock masterpiece. That's where he called himself out. We, where he called he called "Use Your Illusion" one and two the greatest um, rock masterpiece ever. Rock masterpiece. Which, which, I, right I mean, there, you know, I mean, whatever. It's fine if you like Guns and Roses, but if you think that's take the me greatest, down to the Paradise the, City, the greatest rock masterpiece ever. Um, we kind of don't have anything else to talk about. Then you recused yourself from the conversation. Absolutely, yes. The conversation (laughs) is done as soon as you consider that the greatest rock masterpiece ever. So number one. um, So so yes. Can anybody say like the greatest album of all time? Like I can sit back and say that Moving Targets is a great album, but I'm not going to say it's the greatest album of all time. No, Uh, no, and especially uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, we could go on and on and pick this this poor idiot's. 
thesis apart. <laughs> I don't know. He might be really smart. He's, uh, he's clearly really not. He's clearly he, not. He has he has reach. Maybe just has bad taste. You know. Well, you know, but you know. like, come on. I mean, anybody that's that dogmatic in their view about something like that is clearly an idiot. Like, well, they're definitely st- too big for their britches. Straight up an idiot because he's talking about straight things up. That, like, like, here's what's great about 1991. He's talking about, like, bad motor finger and blood sugar sex magic, but he doesn't mention, like, Loveless, or he doesn't mention any of the things that really made music in 1991, suit, you know, really great, aside from maybe, like, Nirvana. I mean, he's talking about the big, ridiculous records that came out that year, but he's not talking about the sorts of things that actually changed music in ways that matter to you and me. I mean, he's not talking about any of the pavement stuff. We, you know, pavement was releasing records in 91. Um, you know, perfect sound forever. I think came out in 91. If I remember correctly, he's not talking about that. He's talking about, he's talking about like Pearl jam 10, you know, like in saying, use your illusion. Are the greatest things ever. And we've said many, many, many times on this show that music tastes, is um, an individual thing, yeah. and yeah, yeah. whatever people like, they like. So if this guy really loves some loves these records, fantastic. I'm happy that it, that he digs those records. Abs- I'm not going to judge him on his music taste. Um, Absolutely, you know, what all I'm... those records probably are great in their own way. But what... like to say that like all music in 2021 sucks right. is just a terrible way to start any comment on what you like. That's and that's there's no way that anyone's sets of ears. I don't care if you are whomever. Like the celebration of music in any regard is to enjoy the it, whatever you enjoy. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, I've but, got great friends with music that I find personally unlistenable and unbearable. Um, <laughs> like many of the things that you named that Mr. Barris yeah. likes, um, you know, I mean, so it's just like, but I'm not going to judge him. Well, I'm happy he likes music, but don't, don't say that things suck. You know, that's where I'm. That's like, where who, I'm judging who the, him. Like, who the hell am I? Who am I? Like, and I guarantee you, throughout the course of this podcast, through the first 173 plus episodes, now I didn't like a lot of stuff um, that you played, and I said so. But that's the premise of the show. Totally, totally. But, but I guess that's where I'm judging him is is where he's taking that leap and saying. Okay, because his own. But personal... we're not authority figures. We're not authority figures. That's we're fair. Just people that like love music. But that's but all. that's what I'm saying is like he's taking that leap and putting himself as an authority figure and saying, because this is my opinion, it therefore means that no music is good in in 2021, which is just the stupidest, most ridiculous comment. And yes, I will judge him for that. Like, I will call him out. And, and say that that is just... I would only judge him for his egomania to make such a statement. Fair enough. Whatever. However you want to parse it, like that's why I'm judging him. Um, <laughs> this is enough talking about this, whatever this du- douchebag is on Twitter. I don't even know his name. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know him, Adam. <laughs> you know, just... uh, yeah. Uh, Probably so... roots for teams that win also. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, good for him. Um, Yo. Yeah, be a popular prick. Right. Yeah. So, um, 
so, so back to what I wanted to say about 2021. Later, I'm going to play some new music from 2021. Right now, I want to play some. I'm going to listen to Use Your Illusion if it's no, that fucking good. No, come on. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking with you. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to um, later. I'm going to play something new from from this year. Um, right now, I'm going to play something that was never released in its time, but was released for the first time in 2021. What what would be on Hozak as an archival release? Yeah, on Hozak Records. Um, this is a band from Cincinnati that that played in 1979, 1980. They were uh, current to well, what we were just playing with Penetration, uh, obviously in the in the Cincinnati scene and much a, you know smaller scene. Uh, I don't even know if they ever went into the studio because this release is live versions of songs that they primarily wrote i mean there's a couple covers like they do a cover of love comes in spurts by richard hell and the voidoids um but for the most part their original songs the band is called the dents they're out of uh, as i said cincinnati so they were maybe kind of peripheral to that ohio scene you know that was in cleveland and to some extent columbus uh, in the punk rock era, but I, I at least personally don't think of Cincinnati as kind of the hotbed for um, late seventies punk. Um, so in, I wouldn't know. But in, like, you it, so know, yeah, I'm so, happy the dents were there to serve it up because so, Columbus and Cleveland certainly were. Yeah, and and, and I, I guess what I'm saying is, in that sense, this this reissue, this not even reissue because it was never issued at the time. This archival release is is a bit of a revelation to me um, because it's fantastic. And I'm going to play a song. It's it's short. It's only a minute thirty six, but it, oh, hell. it should give you a sense of just the power of this band. And this, in my opinion, I'm I, 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 this is these are big words, but I absolutely mean it. This is a lost punk rock classic. This song that I'm going to play is right up there with some of the best you know like uh raging name, punk rock yeah US you, punk you, rock you late name 70s. any of the, the late 70s punk rock that was coming out of ohio there was this a is, lot of good ones right in, is, the own st- in their own state yeah this is this is right up there with any of them this song i would i would rank up there with any of them it's called bitter blood it's by the dents um and yeah just really really enjoy this one i hope you will too Cool. Yeah. From the uh from the release called nineteen seventy nine slash nineteen eighty. Available on Hosack Records, H O Z A C. Get it. Cincinnati, here you go. Bitter blood. Live. I was
go. The dense. Nice little shout from the audience. <laughs> you know, um, I would say that that reminded me. You know, you got to keep in mind that like Cincinnati is farther away from Columbus and certainly way farther away than Cleveland from Louisville. Right. And that like had like a real, and maybe they crossed paths because they were around in the same era um, as the end tables from Louisville. Yeah. The end tables. Absolutely. And, 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 and even like the and, synth feel and like almost like even a Devo vibe. Yeah. They had the Devo thing and, going on. Androgynous Devo vibe. Like, I don't even know if that vocalist is a man or a woman. It kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. I would guess it was a dude. Um, that would be my guess. But like, even even with um, Chili Rago from the End Tables, one of the you know the greatest punk rock bands from the region of that era. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't heard the End Tables, oh yeah, I have. I have the. End I know tables. you have. But yeah. Like, dude, I think you can get it on Drag City still. Yep. The late the late Chili Rago. Um, um, the late Winko Bannon. Now, my lord. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I gotta send you a thing that um, uh, my friend Sean Garrison um, wrote recently about growing up punk rock kid in Louisville. Yeah. Um, not to like take you like down I sixty five, but like he really enjoys impressions of growing up in Pleasure Ridge Park and like just being a Louisville punk. He went on to like um, you know, be in um, Maurice and King Horse and mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. things. But I mean, you know, the dance right over the river. Going into- sure. Yeah, well, right. it's down the road, hundred miles, you know. Yeah. Um, Turfway Park, tough way, tough way to make a living. So, <laughs> do you want to do you want to play another? I mean, is that you can be satisfied with that? The dance, um, that's it. I don't know. You want to hear another? Uh, I don't have another well, queued I mean, up, like, but I could certainly, I could certainly find one. Um, when did this come out? Just a few months ago. Just a few months ago. Um, let's see. What do we got here? Uh, Boy, um, you know, they they have a song. Shit, I don't know. Here, I'll do uh Can't Stand You. Um two minute two minutes two seconds or two minutes and twelve seconds. Uh gives a you know, another sense of their kind of punk rock attitude. Then we'll move on to another punk rock classic after that. Okay, here we go. The dents um from nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty Cincinnati fantastic archival release um, if you can find it.
intense. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, amazing. How did they get that drum sound? I don't know. And whoever, whoever recorded that, um, and there definitely was um, a male and female singer in there. I'm, I'm telling one. you, this this record is a revelation. Like, you know, they didn't release It's just like anything. listening to the end tables for the first time. Like, yeah. They didn't must have just been insane. Anything in their time. You know, I mean, if this had been a band that even had put out a seven inch, you know, it would be selling on Discogs for like $500 um and and be completely unavailable but like they weren't even recorded they never as far as i know they didn't, didn't even go into a studio they were just played some live shows around cincinnati and and, and they must have played a bunch because somebody brought some you know pretty kick-ass some recording equipment yeah yeah but thankfully we have that release which um by all means track it down it's great beginning to end fantastic thanks mike hozak records h-o-z-a-c can you get it there uh, probably. I bought it locally yeah. at Mississippi Records in Portland. Um, well, then you must be able to either get it. Um, for those of us that don't live in Portland, I think you can probably get it. Yeah. I don't know. I'll, we'll check the website. We'll put it on the uh, check. Check the website. Any fine, fine independent record store should be able to source it for you. I would imagine. So, anyways, I'll take us to. Um, I took us to Fairy Hill. Now, now I'll take us to Camberley, which is. 30 miles um, from London. It's in Surrey. And a band that like I came across as a kid and I never bought their stuff because I was confused there by, by their aesthetic. Like, you remember that, that era when you were a teenager and like you'd kind of like look at records and if you didn't like the way they looked, you wouldn't you wouldn't buy them? Oh, sure. Totally. Yeah, and this is like um, I would see their records all the time at Plan 9 in Richmond. And I completely messed out. And then not until several years later that I start to dig the members who are complete legends of the game. Um, they started in 76 and just like Penetration and by a guy named Nicky Tesco, his real name's Nick Lighthowers. But like, uh, I'm going to play what's, you know, a complete uh it's not, not I don't I don't know if you can really even call this punk rock. To me it's like and it's not an insulting term, but like they played the pub circuit in London. Sure. And um they had actually kind of kicked off the career of a very famous producer named Steve Lillywhite, who's obviously oh, yeah. recorded U two and like yeah. tons of other things. His his brother Adrian was in the band, um not an original member, but eventually came to the band. Another band that was adored by John Peel, um, certainly one of his favorite songs of all time. Um, it definitely appears on the album that was released on Virgin as well in 1979 called At the Chelsea Nightclub. This is a real classic, which you must have heard a thousand times. It's called Sound of the Suburbs by the Members.
so um, that's a band. I think they kind of branded themselves as um, well, not not just because of that name of that song, but the other song that I know of. They talk about the suburbs as well. Is that kind of their shtick? They they they're like, hey, we're the band that talks about the suburbs. You there, Bob? Bob, 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 Bob. Did I lose you? Oh, did I? I I'm on, I'm unmuted now, aren't I? You're unmuted now. Oh God, I I was making some really clever comments there. I'm no, sure. I actually wasn't. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I heard. Yeah, no. Um, they're more than a one-hit wonder, and they, they are suburban rock. They're from you know, I mean, it doesn't get more suburban than Camberley, does it? You know, <laughs> well, like, the other song I know. Do you know? The, I don't know much of their stuff, but the other song I know by them um, is from another like punk rock new wave compilation. And it's called Solitary Confinement, and it's it's it also talks about the suburbs. Do you know that one? Yeah, I think like in their case, like in 1976, they were like raised in in Surrey, and they established themselves playing in London pubs, and so what they sang about was their own experience, and then bringing it to the big cities. Like on so on that song, "Sound of the Suburbs," same old, same old, boring Sunday morning. Old men out washing their cars, <laughs> mums in the kitchen cooking Sunday dinner. Herbert still moaning for food, and Johnny's upstairs in his bedroom, sitting in the dark, annoying the neighbors with his punk rock electric guitar. This is the sound of the suburbs. Rock groups just want to be free. Yeah, they want anarchy. The drums are quite good. The bass is too loud, and I can't hear the words. This is the sound of the suburbs. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's very like late seventies, like being like raised, you know, sort of. I'm sure completely London obsessed, yeah. and wanting to get it, get in on the action. And um, Nikki Tesco. And J.C. Carroll joined the band. The lads got in, you know, like. Cool. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know a whole so lot yeah, no, by I mean, them. Like, um, I just know a couple songs. I know that one for sure. And they would have rather have been cool. But like, you I, know, like I, I, mean, I was raised in the suburbs. Like me too. I mean, like, for the you most know, part. I used to drive um, into Richmond, you know, I like, used to drive in L.A. Like, yeah, you know, Ex- like exactly. Um, yeah. You know, to like actually. You know, I, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, yeah, I, I totally know what you're saying. Um, I, it's just weird because, like, you know, we're out in the suburbs, like, where it's safe, yep, and stuff like that, but like, we wanted to go where it was kind of dangerous, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So they had that first, that's a song from their first album. Is it all kind of of that vein? Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, no, basically, the you know, there's other subject matter, but yeah, no, the theme is, it's like, you know, well, we're in the big city now, and we're going to sing about ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just like, you know, kind of the vibe, it's that same yeah, the amped vibe, up, yeah. amped up punk vibe. rock, you know, late 70s. Totally. UK. Okay. Totally. That's just a classic, you know, classic, you know, it's a classic classic. Classic. Well, well cool. I will. I will also check them out. Another um, UK Virgin label, right? Yeah, yeah. Punk, punk rock. Richard on, Branson and the lads. On, on yeah, Richard Branson. <laughs> Who would have thought there'd be like a fancy airline? Right. It's now defunct, isn't it? Virgin Atlantic. Something like that. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna go. He's um, probably partying with the bear, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> let's not talk about him anymore. Um, I'm gonna come back to the states, uh, to New York City in particular, and I'm gonna talk about. Uh, and this is this is an album, a song from an album that came out in 1971. Uh, a poet, a woman who was born in Knoxville. Um, but later moved to New York uh, and also was a professor at a number of universities. Um, and she wrote a lot of poetry and she was kind of the sound of kind of like, still going, still going, strong still going well. strong. Yeah. Her name is uh, Nikki Giovanni, um, kind of a black power movement poet Um and I want to play a song from her first release, which was 1971, 50 years ago now. Truth is on its way. Um, 50 years ago. Yeah. Nikki Giovanni and the New York Community Choir. Uh, and this is like, you know, we were talking about punk rock classics. This this song is an absolute stone cold classic. It's poetry. It's funk. It's soul. It's still cutting edge. It's still like revolutionary, you know, black power. Um, it's just a fantastic song. Like I can't overstate how incredible this song is. And it's 50 years old. Knoxville's fine. It's a 50 year old song that still feels revolutionary in 2021. So uh, here you go. Nikki Giovanni, Ego Tripping is the name of the song from the album Truth Is On Its Way. Um, if you don't know it, um, you're in for a treat, but I would imagine... I don't know it. Yeah, okay, well, enjoy. Here it is, Ni- Nikki Giovanni. Thank you. I was born in the Congo. I walked to the Fertile Crescent and built the Sphinx. I designed a pyramid so tough that a star that only glows every 100 years falls into the center giving divine, perfect light. I am bad. I sat on the throne drinking nectar with a lot. I got hot and sent an ice age to Europe to cool my thirst. My oldest daughter is Nefertiti. The tears from my birth pains created the Nile. I am a beautiful woman. I gazed on the forest and burned out the Sahara Desert. With a packet of goat's meat and a change of clothes, I crossed it in two hours. I'm a gazelle, so swift, so swift, you can't catch me. For a birthday present when he was three, I gave my son Hannibal an elephant. He gave me Rome for Mother's Day. My strength flows ever on. My son Noah built new art, and I stood proudly at the helm as we sailed on a soft summer day. I turned myself into myself and was Jesus. Men intoned my loving name. All praises, all praises. I am the one who would say. I sold diamonds in my backyard. My bowels deliver uranium. The filings from my fingernails are semi-precious jewels. On a trip north, I caught a cold and blew my nose, giving oil to the Arab world. I am so hip, even my errors are correct. I sailed west to reach east and had to round off the earth as I went. The hair from my head thinned and gold was laid across three continents. I am so perfect, so divine, so ethereal, so surreal. I cannot be comprehended except by my permission. I mean, I can fly like a bird in the sky. 
I love that line. I'm so hip, even my errors are correct. I, I, I first became familiar with her. Um, actually, the day I moved to Des Moines um, was the incredibly tragic Virginia Tech shootings. Oh, yeah. And right. um, she that. delivered the, um, she was part of the um, the funeral for that. She delivered a piece there. Um, but I mean, she's, you know, highly celebrated and deservedly so yeah and um, you know i mean it's that's a short song a lot of her stuff is especially on that album is a little bit more like you know it's there's a community choir it's a little bit more gospel inflected and then she does her poetry on top of it which is great and fantastic that one has a little bit more of a soul Kind of I never knew that vibe. she like um, played with musical accompaniment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, her her first few albums, like two or three albums early on, um, early seventies, they're all great. They're just because I thought she was just a you know like a, a poet, and I didn't know she like she has yeah. a beautiful voice. Yeah, check it check it out. They're all really good. Um, yeah, uh, there's her third album. Um, is almost a little bit more like soul, almost like more like love songs. Um, it's called The Way I Feel from 1975. Um, and it's, it's kind of smooth, but um, in a really beautiful way. So, um, I mean, amazing. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah. it's a, a lot of her poems from the early seventies. Um, you know, so just wonderful words, and um, you know, and in, in, in a I'm lot. Glad of she's still with us. I wonder where she is. Beautiful, beautiful music. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what. Yeah. Uh, I don't hear much from her. N- no, it's true. I'm. I mean, a lot of the stuff in this early seventies that she was recording. Um, was based in New York City, but yeah, she was a professor. She was, um, she taught uh, in, in a number of different schools in Ohio. Um, I don't know what she's up to these days, but yeah. um, so hopefully she's feeling well, Nikki Giovanni. I, I I hope so. She's close to eighty. I think she's probably like about seventy-eight or so. Um, you know, she's a she's a lung cancer survivor. Um, oh, amazing. Yeah. You know, amazing, amazing life. Great story. Um, I, I think some of her legacy, as you mentioned, is that uh, speech she gave at the Virginia Tech after the Virginia Tech shooting. But um, just such a huge talent for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, Mike. Yeah. Thought you might dig um, it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a classic three songs pod pivot. And I'm going to play um, somebody, you know, it's interesting, like, um, when I think of electronic music, I always think of, like, dancing and how it's always been kind of, like, um, you know, for me as sort of, like, a a non-dancer, I have a hard time creatively expressing myself through the art form of dance like you. (laughs) Right. Right? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm going to play some Aphex Twin, who, um, Richard David James, who is... um, he was actually born in Ireland, um, and he he spent his life, you know, he's he's only fifty, so he'd be like um, 
Well, he'd be about six or seven years older than you then, wouldn't he? You know? <laughs> oh, and wow, uh, so, sweet. so like, you know, he's been associated with so many genres. He's kind of lauded as the greatest electronic musician of all time, which is must be strange to wake up in his shoes every day, like, and have that feeling like his, his story is rather an amazing one. Like he was, he had a, a, a brother three years older that was, that never lived, that was stillborn. His his mother gave him the same name as his still stillborn brother, which I don't know how if that affected his life. But um, Aphex, which is just like a maker of studio processing equipment, whatever the hell that is. So he kind of named himself after like you know pieces of equipment that he used. Um, and uh, Richard Richard D. James' is, his fourth album came on, out on the really sort of like, I would say sort of the king of like electronic music labels, Warp from Sheffield that started in 1989. And, um, you know, I've, I've tried um, really hard to like sort of get it. And... Um, I have like really enjoyed this record, um, which I've been listening to off and on since it came out years ago. And I, I, I do like songs named after 80 ton pieces of granite um, in Cornwall, apparently, because I, I, I dig this song. It's very strange. It's, he's uh, it's uh, Aphex Twin. And the song's called Logan Rock Witch.
you mentioned electronic music. I wouldn't say that's danceable electronic music unless you're doing well, that's the thing, some like sort of weird like interpretive that's... dance. Yeah, no, and I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, really weird interpretive dancers out there, but like, uh, um, I, I think it's, I, I've always thought of Aphex Twins music as music, even if this wasn't his intention, as music for, for people that don't really like to dance. Um, well, like, and there's, a, I would hear that, and I would think experimental in, in the non loaded version of the word which is not like you know a lot of times experimental can mean obtuse or difficult or whatever and and i i mean it more in the terms of truly experimenting with different sounds you know like what happens if we do this what happens if we pause what was going on in the middle of the song and change something up completely what happens if we try this sound uh, here, what happens if we do that, you know, just like truly experimenting with sound um, and the vibrancy of sound and what it means to, to uh, like discover new sounds. No, I think that's what he was doing. Like this is a kid that was living unlike the members who were obviously suburban and obsessed with being in the city. This was a kid that was like, you know, really content, like being in the middle of nowhere. So like when he was 12, he bought his first synthesizer and he was just like, you know, really intrigued by playing around with like, you know, crude computer equipment and making noises. And, you know, then he became a DJ and stuff like that. But like, um, I'm actually going to like, you know, flat out read. um, Sure. Do it. uh, You know, a paragraph about kind of a, fundamental stage of his life when he was a kid um james began making music age 14 partially as a refuge from the quote bloody awful jesus and mary chain albums played by his sister cornwall had few record shops but a a thriving uh, nightlife in which acid house was popular james claimed to have been making music with similarities to acid and techno for years before hearing the genres leading him to purchase every record he could find in the styles in his late teens, he began DJing at clubs and raves and, and included his own tracks in his sets. He studied at Cornwall College from 1988 to 1990 and graduated with a national diploma in engineering. This is, this is great. According to one lecturer, he often wore headphones during practical lessons, and he had kind of a quote, he had, he had, a, he had a quote kind of mystique about him. I think some of the other students were a bit in awe of him. So he was just like, I mean, like, I feel like I've, I've known that type of person in my life and, and couldn't really relate. Like this is a guy would just like would go to class with like cans on. He was just like mm-hmm. so obsessed with his work. And like, you know, it's fantastic that he's achieved the success that he has. I mean, he's only 50 but he's just like, you know, the celebrated and formidable authority in so many genres that, you know, quite frankly, like, you know, you and I don't pay attention to, right. um, you know. It's out of my sphere, for sure. It's out, out of my sphere. Yeah, yeah, but like that album's like a good starting point. Like, it's uh, 
he's he's in his own world you know like pretty brilliant guy yeah yeah i i appreciate it i mean he is another i think because it's been out of my sphere and because he's uh, in you know the band, I guess, or him as Aphex Twin, whatever you know, like the releases are ones that I kind of never really knew where to start, and I never really knew. I'll start there. Start how with to Richard dive D. In. James, his fourth album. Okay. Start with his fourth album. All right. And like you know, if you don't like you don't if you you know that's that's fine, but like uh, that's you know that's that's the one I've been able to you know sort of get a get a bit of a grip on and enjoy beautiful um i will i will dig it uh all right i'm gonna end the show if you don't you don't you know yeah that's fine too um i I talked a little earlier about playing music from 2021 so i'm gonna end the show from uh or with a song that was released on an album that came out earlier this year um the artist is from Montreal. Montreal, what a Mon- great city. Montreal. She half of the record she sings in French. So uh French Canadian. Uh her name is Miriam Gendron, I believe. Gendron, yeah, well done. G E N D R O N. Uh and this is a, a release that came out on Feeding Tube. Uh the vinyl hasn't been issued quite yet but you can well, they're think, waiting on it they're waiting yeah on it. There's i think a lot I, of that going on in the vinyl world there's yeah exactly supply it's a chain major issues, backup. a little bit of a backlog the vinyl's coming out a little later um, probably sometime in 2022 uh, but for download for streaming there was a cassette version that came out earlier this year um it's all available uh the name of the album is um uh, Motel Ma- Madeleine. Madeleine. Uh, songs yeah. of Love, Motel lost, lost and Found. Um, yeah. And uh, I want to play the first song from the record. It's called uh, Go Away From My Window. It's a little bit of a, you know, kind of Maxine Funk, um, Sabille Byer, just this kind of beautiful. Whoa. Um, Big name, sir. Yeah. Be- beautiful. Uh, just you know um almost kind of ethereal folk approach to it Uh, i think you'll dig it i really like the whole shift um but yeah miriam genjean yeah look forward to hearing this go away from my window here you go all music in 2021 doesn't suck that's right
bothering miriam <laughs> yeah and somebody's been getting on her nerves that's true <clears throat> um yeah i sang that one all in english yeah she did she sang that one all in english um much of it is in french just a very beautiful fantastic record um you know i would say right up there one of my favorites of 2021 um on the feeding... That's pretty. That's real pretty, and she's going to be. I do, I'm always a sucker for um, hearing. Um, obviously, we've talked about this thousands of times, or at least hundreds, of you know, not being able to play guitar. But like, I love to hear those fingers moving around the fretboard. Yeah, like that. yeah, it's just beautiful. <clears throat> it always adds like kind of like a almost like a string section feel to it, mm-hmm. like. 
You know what I mean? Like it adds mm-hmm. like a sense of drama, but like mm-hmm. a beautifully recorded. She's got a beautiful voice. Yeah. Miriam Miriam with a Y. Miriam with a Y. I A M G E N D R O N. Well, thanks for sharing. That was very pretty. On Feeding Tube, which is the label <clears throat> run now by Byron Coley, of course, from you know forced exposure fame, the yeah. label and Zine. So. Yeah. I'm happy. To, I'm happy that it happened upon Byron's radar. Whole uh, whole album is great. So if you dug that, really, at all, yeah, oh, fantastic. I really enjoyed. If that you one. dug that yeah. at all, check out the whole. I'll record. listen to that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, what an interesting program this has been. Yeah, all over the map. I like it. It's the way we do. Yeah. It. No, I stayed. I stayed in. I stayed in all these little small towns. Well, that's true. And then we, but we, like. We went musically all over the map, um, or at least stylistically. Stylistically all over the map. But I stayed, I stayed in, um, you know, kind of the eastern continent, eastern North America, Cincinnati. Yeah. uh, Well, you know, um, Nikki, Nikki's from Ohio uh, as well, and and you know, recorded a bit in New York and. Virginia, as you mentioned, uh, and then and then ended it in Montreal. You you stayed in the UK, so. Uh, well, but... I'd be happy to sit be sitting on a comfortable chair, looking up at the uh, at the Logan Rock, yeah. um, in Cornwall. So. All right. Well, I would too. Maybe maybe one of these days, Bob, you and I can put my headphones on. Yeah. You know. Oh, someday we'll make a road trip. Let's do it. In the meantime, we'll just you know we'll get do... on with our. We'll do another Little lies. one of these. We'll and, uh, do another yeah. one of these soon. I hope. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No. We'll get. We'll get right back at it. I'm ha- glad you're feeling well, and and um, and I'll talk to you very soon. Uh, pl- pleasure doing a program with you, Michael. For sure. You too, Bob. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah. Um, as always. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Udo, and thanks, Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for all of our listeners. We have a lot of. Just amazing listeners that are regularly um, excited to hear us talk. Of, you know, kind of very kind people. I don't know if they're yes. excited, but they're very kind people. They're very, very, very sweet and kind. Um, so thank you. Yeah, we, we do this for it us. We, we also do this for you. It's it's nice to hear that you're you're into it. So thank you. Yeah, no judgments here. <laughs> listen to all the crap you want to listen to, and and we'll <laughs> dig it with you. I love you, man. All right. Love you too, Bob. All right. Thanks, everyone.